Welcome to the Crypto Yam Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is August 29th. This is episode 94, my friends. We're coming up on 100. We are joined by Jay as well today. Welcome, Jay. Hey, what's up, buddy? Yes, yes. Hopefully you're having a great day on this beautiful Monday morning. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to warn you yet again, uh, I may cut out uh, out of nowhere with key information about when we're going to 100,000 or zero. Uh, so you may, you may <laughs> miss that. I'm so sorry. Well, we appreciate the forewarning. You know, we were, I think we're pretty well used to your, uh, your cutting out by now. <laughs> yeah, all that key info that you keep missing every time. Sorry, I can only say it every one time. time. <laughs> I will not repeat myself. Do you understand me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, guys, with that said, we got a lot to talk about today on this beautiful Monday morning. Bitcoin and Ethereum and the rest of the markets have been obviously making a bit of a move over the weekend. We clearly saw a clear rejection off of the 21500 level. Uh, the S&P obviously took some steps down today as well. And the uh, 10-year government bonds, 10-year yield is fighting between you know keeping its bearish market structure or actually turning into a bullish market structure. So very, very critical couple of days coming up ahead. Um, of course, we're going to start with the macro outlook because it is Monday and we had uh, a weekly candle yesterday coming over here to the charts. Popping over on the weekly time frame, we see that we did close the weekly candle in the red. Pretty clear rejection with the doji candle that we had uh, the two weeks ago. Unfortunately, um, we're pretty much seeing that across the board. The bad news about this is is that the, the coins that did triple confirm back up on the weekly time frame are looking at potentially invalidating if we TC back down at a lower point than we TC'd up. Ethereum being one of those coins in danger. Bitcoin never actually got its triple confirmation to the upside. We were super close. We would have had it on that the, the first week of August if it had closed in the green and it decided upon it. We ended up bouncing off the zero line and rejecting. Um, at the very moment, again, we're sitting at crucial major support, but we're also stuck below key level resistance at the $21,500 level. So it's going to be quite a bit of a battle over the next couple of days. The range is more than likely going to stay tight uh, while we figure out what's going to happen here. I'm still kind of leaning towards that the 10-year yield is going to reject off this level, forming a bit of a head and shoulders and uh, pushing itself back down towards 2.7-2.5%, maybe even more if the head and shoulders plays itself out because we are quite overextended. We've got extensions all the way down into the 1.5% level. But as you can see, it's, it's, the market structure continues to change with every 0.1% blip that we're getting. So it's going to come down for the next hour uh, until it closes, and we're, we need to figure this out. If it's going to close with a bullish market structure instead of bearish market structure, we might actually be looking at potentially another push to the upside with more divergence more than likely we can still create a lower high here if we push up past 3.1 percent uh we'd probably push ourselves into the 382 which is sitting closer to 3.22 percent 
or all the way up to the 236 at 3.32%. That would still correlate with a lower high converging wave and probably work its way back down. I just don't see uh, the reserve, you know, not continuing to buy the debt market, essentially. Now, of course, we did see stocks uh, with the S&P 500 falling over the last couple of days um, in correlation with the 10-year bond yield rising. So again, if we get the rejection, if we continue to hold the bearish market structure here, um, we're much better off looking for essentially an inverted head and shoulders on the S&P, a cup and handle. It could be it could be portrayed in many different ways, but it's still looking like a potentially bullish pattern. We just we really need to see volume momentum in the medium term, in the midterm, turning back up. The four hour all the way up to the daily money flow is pointing right to the ground meaning that momentum and, and bullish volume is falling off a cliff. The same goes for Bitcoin and ETH. We did have a bit of a recovery just over today, but uh, you know, really like what we're expecting here is more than likely a lower high rejection off of the resistance now of the channel that we were in. If we get a rejection off of 21,500 or anything close to, let's say 21,000, I would see that as a confirmation of the pattern being broken and a bear flag more than likely to play out, which is going to probably push us down towards sixteen dollars to $17,000. Ethereum kind of being in the same boat, head and shoulders, breaking market structure of daily would probably get us back towards $1,200 or $1,000, sadly enough. So some potentially painful stuff in our future. Again, we are starting to see a bit of a turnaround today. Um, we do have nice divergences in our four-hour our one hour, four hour TC Madness setup this morning would have been great for a, for a little long scalp. But at the moment, in the current environment, I am looking for the reshort opportunity. I managed to and you know close my starting longs already when everything started to go against us a couple of days ago. So I'm really not feeling comfortable with taking long positions at the moment. We were really kind of we were really waiting on that daily triple confirmation and the support to hold in this in this channel that we were forming on support at around the $21,000, $21,500 level. And we did not see that. We saw complete rejection and we've fallen since. So again, if we get the retest of $21,500 and we reject again, we're in big poo-poo. We're probably going to see a really decent little move back down, pushing us through 20 which is more than likely going to cause a chain reaction across the board. As we can see for now, 20K is holding. We have popped below it a couple of times, but not, you know, nothing significant, no volume, no momentum built behind it. And yeah, for now, we're still holding. It's all good. But you know, how much of a dead cat bounce can we get? Or is this thing going to totally flip around on us without us knowing? It, it might actually be you know, something to... to <laughs> to go up against because we still we still technically have higher lows as long as we don't break below this level that we're literally holding now which is around 19700 on bitcoin on eth it's sitting around 1450 so potentially another converging wave for a push to the upside but again market structures money flows are not agreeing with that so i would really like to see money flow at least bottom out and start to turn up on something significant like an eight hour or a 12 hour or even a daily we can see that i mean bitcoin is already starting to show signs of turning around here in the 12 hour 
in the eight hour and the 16 hour. Daily might just be lagged behind here because we're still falling on this time frame. But again, you know, it was good enough for a scalp. It, the scalp may turn into a swing before we know it. You just never know. We still need a converging wave to the upside if we're going to see that. But again, it's more than likely going to amount to a lower high rejection and continuation, as unfortunate as that is. Jay, you want to jump in here? Feel like it's a good time for you, man? Sure, yeah. Let's uh, let's chat a little bit. So yeah, let me um, share my screen just to point out a few things in particular that I'm that I'm noticing. Um, if you were to look at the total, uh, so I'm looking at both total, total two, and total three, just to get an idea because it's it's amazing how much uh, different total two was just because of Ethereum. You know, Ethereum rallied like from eight high 800s up to $2,000. You know, meanwhile, Bitcoin went from 17.5 to 25. Like that, that's a lot, lot less, you know, a lot smaller rally. So it's interesting watching how they played out. And a couple of things I noticed is that total three, how many times is, so it's everything but Bitcoin and Ethereum. And mm-hmm. so many times we've heard, right? And when things are bearish, Bitcoin and Ethereum are the ones to hold on to, right? The altcoins are really the ones that will bleed if, if you know, more than anything else, really. And it's, uh, it's funny, just as basic as uh, the TC indicator, uh, just the autofibs that it provides alone. They've been so valuable uh, this whole time and calling out where price action is going to go. And, and it's, it's, like a, it's like a magnet. If I were to look at the total three, I still have an autofib all the way down here, uh, about 50% below where we are right now. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know, it's not like I'm trying to say, do me a end of the world, but it's just keeping that in mind. I remember very vividly when Bitcoin was at 40,000, which seems so long ago, <laughs> but it really wasn't. And 21,400 was an autofib on the Bitcoin weekly. And the whole time I looked at it, I was like, there's no way. There's no way it gets there. Uh-uh. Well, lo and behold, you know, eventually it made its way. And when I look at this chart with the total three, and I, I see the very clear previous support back in July of 2021. And then a year later, <laughs> in August 2022, that support resistance flip that just happened. And the market structure line has turned bearish at that spot. And we held the golden pocket actually initially on the way down with total three. Mm-hmm. At this point, we come down to the golden pocket again. I'm not sure that's going to hold this time if bearish market structure is going to continue, of course. you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just something that, I, that I'm looking at and it's, it's reminding me or making me understand more because if I look at the autofibs on the total two, it's not nearly as far down. If I look at the autofibs on total one, it's not nearly as far down to get to that bottom level. But total three mm-hmm. is quite a bit, right? So it's, it's almost like a, an ominous warning sign uh, is the way I'm looking at it for possible, you know, if we're going to continue down further, the blood in the streets, you know, it's like has been said so many times, the altcoins are the ones that bleed the hardest, you know? So that, that's kind of just something I'm thinking about. Obviously, it doesn't have to happen. But uh, what 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 are your thoughts on that? Besides, you know, just seeing the autofibs alone. But what are your thoughts on at this point? Do you think the altcoins are going to 
you know, continue to bleed harder than they already have against Bitcoin and Ethereum, or are they going to kind of hold up about the same levels? Well, honestly, I, I kind of am thinking that they may hold up at least in their Bitcoin values or even maybe even potentially pick up in their Bitcoin value. So value against BTC. But of course, their dollar value is still going to either fall or stay about the same. The reasoning behind that is just just looking across you know, the majority of altcoins right now. They've already come down 90 plus percent. They're all sitting on major support levels. They're all showing bullish patterns, bullish signs, bullish divergences, you know, stacked to the max. I definitely think Bitcoin coming down is more so just like a, um, it's, it's almost like a weight holding them back, you know, while they wait for everything to prepare and be ready. But I mean, you look at like ETH is a great example, right? It absolutely mooned in the last two to three months. Whereas you said, you know, Bitcoin really didn't go up that much. Bitcoin went up 20, 25%. ETH went up almost 100%, 120%, right? So I think that they're just playing catch up essentially. You know, they fell so much more percentage wise than Bitcoin did in the first place, right? I think that they, they have a little bit more ground to stand on where BTC, if we lose our 20K support level, right? Like where's the ground to stand on? There's a couple... There's a couple shelves, I guess, along the way down, but the real next level is going to be, you know, between 10 and 13K, where the altcoins, you know, like I said, you look across the board, Phantom, Chili's, ADA, ETH, ETH Classic, Dogecoin, they're all sitting on like really critical major support levels. So they definitely could, you know, fall. I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying I think that um, a lot of them are either going to not fall as bad uh, as BTC or they're going to fall a little bit or even even pick up. Like I would be clearly watching the BTC values of these altcoins over the USDT value, I think is much more critical to be looking at in the current environment. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Uh, I'm kind of feeling the same way. It's, it's almost like they have that, uh, like you talk about fuel you know and the altcoins have taken such a beating that they're just waiting for any sort of bullishness just anything to then have the you know they could hit the nitrous button on the steering wheel the big the big red button you know and finally go you know and do something uh and it seems like a lot of them are kind of revving and waiting to do that but of course they need btc to actually give them the green light right Absolutely. Yeah, it makes sense. It's kind of like what Ethereum did, you know, once Bitcoin started doing its thing and holding support and actually coming back up above 20 and held it for a bit during that rally we just had, Ethereum said, okay, that's my ticket to run for a bit. So it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's pretty interesting watching that. Also, one other thought I had is in regards to the uh, Dixie, we're kind of right where we were previously um, on the daily time frame, but we're actually, uh, what is it, 108, almost 109. I think we hit 109 again a couple times, yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you see the Dixie continuing to rally from here, or do you see this as a potential kind of a double top on the daily time frame there uh, and come down some? Well, let me pull it up here because I haven't actually looked at it in a little while here. But if it's still doing the same thing it was last time, yeah, like we've actually pushed past the percentage that I was expecting by probably 2%, not too much. 
I mean, there's very clear divergence again on this new high, right? It's across the board. I'm not saying it's done because we actually look like we're trying to turn back up. The money flow is still kind of pointing to the upside. We're getting a green dot almost in the bandicle touch me zone. Wolfpack starting back up. We're still in a triple confirmation to the upside. So, you know, I would say that fairly soon, you know, I don't see us like changing the fibs. Um, I definitely think we could extend all the way to the to the zero fib, which is up here at you know 112 and a half ish. Yep. But I really don't see us restructuring that on daily. Um, I would say that it's going to probably top out around there if it doesn't top out here at the two three six, and or just just below. Maybe we only get to like 110, 111 kind of thing, just for the for the fake out of those guys who are more than likely putting there sell orders or whatever at this level. Yeah. But I, I really think that this thing needs a break. You know, it's it's clearly saying like everything up until now on this run, starting back in July of last year, right? We we didn't really see bearish divergence uh the whole way up. We just had higher highs and higher highs. Mm. And now within the last couple of months, you know, we've been seeing higher highs, but we're seeing the the oscillators and the indicators giving us lower highs. And I mean, we're looking at a daily time frame, so it's it's it is absolutely significant. Um, also knowing that, you know, these traditional market types of uh, charts always take longer than anything to do with cryptocurrency, right? Like cryptocurrency stuff tends to play out, you know, qu- fairly quickly and usually not in these higher time frames where the Dixie, the S&P the yep. traditional stock stuff, right? They 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 will play out patterns on the weekly and they will continue and continue and continue. We've seen it so many times in the past. Yeah. What do you think of correlation? Because I know it's a lot of talk about the dollar, you know, uh, when the dollar is increasing that, you know, risk, everything is risk off, you know, stocks and whatnot tend to uh, well, go down during that. Do you still see this correlation coming into effect here? I particularly probably not just with the way that everything's going with the world economics right now. Um, I think that has way more to do with why we're continuing to see the Dixie, you know, push up compared to the rest of the, the currencies, but it's definitely, you know, like we see Dixie pushing up today. We see Bitcoin pushing up today. We see the stock market actually pushing back up a little bit today. Obviously, you know, we're still down from where we started uh, last week, but there, there's clear signs of uh, kind of starting to hit a bottom potentially here. There's divergences, seven on the three hour, four hour kind of deal going on with the S&P. I just, I don't think that the correlation's that high anymore because the, you know, the value of the dollar has just really like got thrown out a window, but it's happening with all of the currencies. And I think that's the only reason that <laughs> the dollar is still kind of going up value-wise comparatively. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Cool. Um, I did have one one more thought here, and this is just, I guess, back to you know, Bitcoin. So based on TC strategy, since on the daily time frame right now, we have some hidden bullish divergence and regular bullish. Yes. Do you foresee this as a converging wave you were saying looking for a lower high uh, as is as is possibly being a converging wave for a lower high with continuation to the downside like you said with a with a bear flag and if that's the case then 
what would be your targets were about 21.5. Do you think if we went up to about 22.5, do you think that would invalidate that idea? And maybe we're just putting in another higher low overall? Yeah, definitely. If we push ourselves back into the pattern, uh, it essentially shows that this whole breakdown from our channel was, you know, a big fake out, essentially a trap for the the bears. Grab that liquidity that's needed to get the push up. Exactly, or a squeeze, right? Because, like, this is you know, it, it, if if it's going to continue, it's clearly a bear flag, and we have the extension target sitting at the major uh, trend support that we have down here. We've essentially got quite a bit of room to the downside still, where we could go if we are going to see rejection. But yes, absolutely, if we break back into the channel, we get above twenty one. It's probably twenty one five, twenty one seven right in there, it could be sign of invalidation because you're absolutely right. There's hidden bullish, normal bullish. Um, the only thing, again, is money flow on the daily. It's telling me, you know, this doesn't look great. We're heavily in the red. And anytime we're deep in the red, we're not working towards the green or we're not in the green already. These bullish types of uh, moves, you know, they kind of get, uh, they just get stomped out before they can actually really do anything right we've been in a very clear bearish trend this entire time with like two sets of relief right we had our retest back in here at 40 we rejected we fell to 25 you know we kind of came back up we flatlined here we didn't really have a lot of uh back and forth right and we fell again the this last channel that we had had quite a bit of price action Right, we went from eighteen to twenty-two, almost back to nineteen, back to twenty-two and a half. Yes, exactly. A long period of time, twice the amount of time that we had back here in May and June. So, definitely, it it definitely could be some sort of fake out, smack back up to the upside. But we really need to see everything continue to turn around. We need that weekly to essentially do a, a whole 180 again, you know? Mm -hmm. The fact that we never actually had a bullish triple confirmation on the weekly um, and that we haven't invalidated is a little bit better on our part for the bulls, right? Because an invalidation like we see on ETH uh, on the weekly, if we do get one, right? Like that's a very strong, very strong signal. We see what happened the last time, right? Yep. We yep. did TC back in here. We triple confirmed invalidating it we had tc'd at 3000 we tc'd down at 2880 and it fell all the way to 900 this is the exact same deal we have a lower high rejection off of the 618 and if we were to invalidate again you know we could expect yeah absolutely back towards a thousand maybe even break below a thousand bad bad news bears you know we've got kind of like a uh it's not just a head and shoulders. It's more of an advanced head and shoulders where you have almost a double shoulder, a head and a double shoulder. So if we were to, you know, if we were to work that out, that move, that head and shoulders, <laughs> that's a huge percent, huge, very sad percent. That's yeah. about 80%. And I mean, we'd be looking for about another 80-ish percent from the break of the neck. And that could lead us all the way back to like 200 like like ETH, you know, it's essentially disgusting. going back to the the worst case scenario. Yeah. Right now, two hundred dollars in the macro overall. That's still a higher low. Right. 
right? Our last low was around $100, but that also opens us up to, you know, all of this price action in here, essentially. Yep. Because the, the big money knows, like, oh man, we can push it all the way to 200 bucks. It's still a higher low. We're still on the path we need to go overall. And we're the only ones who are going to be buying it at that price. Because everyone's going to have lost hope because they've you know, obviously been buying and thinking that it's going to rally over the next couple of months because of the, the merge or the, yep. you know, the 2.0. Yep, people are clinging but, to any sort of good news. And when I, when I look at like the wolf pack there for you and your money flow, it actually is following the price action waves we've had since the all-time high pretty much. Like, yeah, there was the bullish divergence between those two bottom red waves, you know? Mm-hmm. But besides that, the highs agree and the money flow is agreeing so far. Yeah. And I mean that one bullish divergence against, you know, three to four bearish divergences that are showing up on all of our indicators rather than just Wolfpack, right? Because we don't have a higher low on Liberator. We don't have a higher low in the money flow. We have lower lows agreeing with price. So it's not a very strong signal to be pushing us back up. Interesting. And when you compare to the previous uh, 2019, look at all the rockets on the indicator on the bottom. We've only had one mm-hmm. rocket so far. So we really right. haven't had a lot of like bottoming time and obvious signs. You know, like I, I, to, to me, uh, the people have clung on to $1,000 being the low because of the psychological aspect to it. Right. I mean, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying, hey, we're going to go down flames, but it, it, it's always just perspective that I'm trying to keep in mind here. Exactly. Exactly. You always have to have that thought in the back of your mind you know yeah it's not it's not for sure going to go to $200 but it's it's absolutely a possibility in the cycle that we do somehow make our way back into that level yeah um and this you know, wouldn't be I a don't... proper session without me being bearish as all hell you know so i mean <laughs> hey at least i'm coming through you know man you never you never cease to uh, amaze me with your bearishness <laughs> <laughs> one of these days man i'm gonna have so much hopium hey you're gonna call me carl the moon <laughs> yeah so I, I i really think we need to see how the next couple of days play out um the majority of this downside push happened over the weekend obviously we opened it up on friday um saturday sunday we fell but you know the the weekend stuff usually doesn't correlate with what's going on over the week so I think, you know, if we can get back up into this level over this over the next couple of days, that's going to be the real test. Can we get back into the channel before the weekend or do we reject Thursday or Friday and the weekend falls again, which would, you know, really line us up for that rejection retest of what was support now resistance and really really push us lower. You know, and the big thing is like I I know that a lot of the you know, the bearishness came from that Fed meeting. But what really changed, you know? I, 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 didn't, see, I didn't see anything that would correlate with, with this amount of dumping. Really. Right. It, it, it just, to me, that, that dumpage confirmed the emotion and sentiment of the market that people are just almost hoping and praying that some good news will come out. And how quickly they that evaporated, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it just kind of uh, really affirms the sentiment of the market and how quickly people flip. 
Yeah, absolutely. Everyone wants to be on board, but at the same time, they're very scared to be on board. You know, it's a pretty janky ship right now. But at the same time, you got companies like Meta and BlackRock, you know, jumping in as fast as they can. Um, I don't know. Again, we just, you know, we may see some unprecedented times of price action that we just, it, it's, it'll be very hard to foresee coming before it actually, you know, is right there in our face. So definitely, definitely, guys, like, you know, again, if we do pop up, we're looking for that rejection or we're looking to build support back on what was resistance or is now resistance, sorry, rather. And that'll be the answer of if we're going to see continuation or not. Um, for now, I am leaning towards the continuation to the downside, unfortunately. But that's just how things are lined up. You know, we're starting to see things kind of turn around in the medium term today. But it's only one day so far that we've we've encountered this. So, you know, the rest of the week is going to be very important for figuring out whether we're we're only going to get, you know, two days of upside and then reject and see the rest of the week continue to fall and then fall into the weekend. And probably next week, continuation down too as well. Maybe a day or two of, of bounce, you know. But for now, it just feels like dead cat bounce. We also had the Mount Gox money come in to, uh, come out today, or is coming out today, being paid out. Now, I think that it's going to create a lot more FUD than it is actually, uh, like, what it's actually doing. You know, because it's only 100,000 Bitcoin or something like that, um, which is about 10% of our daily volume on average. So it's really just kind of a blip, you know, of, of, of Bitcoin. It's not that big a deal. I don't think that people who've held their Bitcoin this long, who never really thought they would get it back, are just going to turn around and sell. You know, maybe I'm wrong because the way the economy's going, you know, people need money right now. But like, I think the majority of those people are going to be like, man, I've held it for this long. It's already been at 68K as a high, why would I sell at 20, you know, just because it was given back to me. So I think, but again, FUD, you know, it's, it's just FUD. Exactly. Fake news, trade the charts. Exactamundo. Who? speaking of charts, the TC chart holding back at one cent. We're uh, starting to see a little bit of uh, support building still. Um, again, we have very, very big news coming out on the fourth month, then the 20th day of our release, which is coming up here in about a week and three to four days. So be sure to wait and listen for that, guys. We'll have more news on that probably in the next couple days. Yes. Okay, fine. We'll say the date, the 9th. Okay, the 9th. We're either going to have huge news for you guys or we're not. <laughs> and we'll know by today. But we're, we're almost, almost guaranteed sure that there's going to be some pretty big news coming out for the ninth. So you're telling me I should buy or I, 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 I'm looking financial advice over here, buddy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't do that. So good things to look forward to with TC and the TC bot, guys. Very, 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 very excited. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but uh, we're not too far away from alpha coming out so you guys can actually test it and try it and look at it and use it and feel get a feel for what we've been talking about for so many months now and realize the life-changing uh 
potential that it has for everybody. Not financial advice. If you're interested in learning about what we're doing, go over to tripleconfirmation.com, sign up for the email list, which is on the main page, and you'll get the updates when uh, we put them out. You'll be the first to know, my friends. Here you go. Jonas is on it, man. 11 days. That's it. So very, very, very exciting stuff. Um, I think <clears throat> we pretty much covered everything with the charts. Um, again, for anyone who came in late, we are essentially looking for overall continuation to the downside. But in the shorter midterms, we are looking for some sort of bounce, probably rejection off of our 382s. Um, Ethereum 382 in the 16-hour daily sitting at about 16,020. And Bitcoin, right in that $21,000, $21,500 level. That's the most likely area that we would see rejection. Um, again, it may actually turn back into a bullish structure. We do have divergence across the board here in our medium terms. Um, again, this was a sweet little setup. I don't think it's too late to jump in on this. Um, it's definitely past due, but I mean, you're only $100 above where the triple confirmation came in. So, you know, starting entry, potentially, be ready. Um, but you still have your shorts open because daily is still TC'd down, weekly is still TC'd down, and we'll kind of have to go from there, guys. Again, well, if we have any major updates over the next couple of days, I'll be sure to put that out in the scalp or swing analysis. I know we haven't had an update in the swing analysis in a while. It's just because things have been literally one-sided direction. We are... Again, you know, this is the first divergence that we've seen in the 16-hour since we started falling. So now's the time. Again, you know, we started taking our entries a little bit early. We didn't really expect this secondary push, but I don't think that's still too late, really. You know, we're only talking about a, a difference of five to $600 in where we are right now and where we bottomed. So yeah, starting entries, potentially, not financial advice. Keep your shorts until at least daily or weekly. TC's up, depending on what time frame you're trading and when you got in. And uh, yeah, again, some of these altcoins, mwah, they look beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. EOS, first time in the green money flow since February 2020. Now, the last time, we didn't really see that much out of it because it did not stay in that, in that zone for very long. We still saw about almost a 50% jump, um, but the previous two times before that, we saw much more upside potential here, okay? But again, we're coming up into a very key level, very big resistance right above our heads at about 1,000 Satoshis. <laughs> I'm serious, man. We haven't seen the money flow in the green in a very long time. The USDT money flow is also coming up on that weekly time frame. It's still probably two to three weeks behind. So, I mean, you know, we, we got pushed back this week. It's opened at a lower high so far, but we've got six more days to uh, close a higher high. All we need to do is get above 767 Satoshis, which is only 35 Satoshis away. So, yeah, I, I did buy back into EOS. I'm very excited for this thing. Again, I've been buying in this green box the entire freaking time. So, yeah, keep your eyes out for the, uh, for the altcoins because there's tons that look great right now. I'm not saying EOS is the one, but 
across the board, you know? Dogecoin, FTM, BNB, pick your poison. There are some good-looking uh, coins out right now. And of course, again, you know, I wouldn't be leveraged trading these things, but uh, spot buying would be a-okay. If you're feeling ballsy, <laughs> leverage, but, uh, you know, it's a real sketchy thing to do unless you catch the bottoms. All right, with all that said, my friends, we appreciate the heck of you guys for taking the time to listen today. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye. We'll see you on Wednesday.